Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the complexity of agreements with contradictory language. One of the realities of the real estate investment business is to pay close attention to all of the details, to all of your contracts. There's construction contracts, lending contracts, purchase contracts, letters of intent, employment contracts, insurance contracts, 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 contracts. It's often the case the contracts are put together using a template that has standard forms and then the contract is modified by the terms and attachments, or in some cases, subject to terms of other agreements that are referenced in separate documents. simple example of this is the standard AIA construction contract. This standard form is used extensively in the construction industry and is widely accepted as fair to both owners and general contractors. But even a straightforward item like a construction contract is far from straightforward. There are the general terms referenced in the AIA 101 template. These terms are then modified by the AIA 201 contract. These documents then refer to architectural drawings. The architectural drawings refer to the architectural specifications and they refer to general contractor's schedule and the general contractor's basis of estimate. It's common to require five documents open at once to get a complete picture of what the document's actually saying. It's pretty common for the base contract to say that it's subject to the terms of the schedules and attachments. That means if the base contract says the building is going to be painted blue and the architectural drawings say it's going to be painted brown and the drawings will take precedence. Where it gets really complex is if one of the other attachments says the building is going to be painted yellow. Which of the contradictory documents will apply? It's not immediately clear in all cases. You might read the contract one way, and the builder might read the contract another way. I've heard many investors say that contracts are not their strong suit, and they rely upon the advice of their legal counsel to keep them out of trouble. That's all fine up to a point. The lawyer will probably do a good job of keeping you protected against the risks and pitfalls of legal challenges to your contract. But what they can't possibly know is whether you want the building painted blue, brown, or yellow. Only you know that. You can read the architectural drawings and see there's an Ethernet connection in every room of the drawing. But there might be a line item in the basis of estimate that limits the number of Ethernet connections in the building. These need to be taken together. The complexity of not seeing the entire picture in a single place adds considerable risk of misunderstanding. Legal documents are not drafted with hyperlinks to enable quick and easy reference to items that may affect the meaning. So how do you make sense of this? Unfortunately, there's no shortcut. There's no easy button. It requires all the parties of the contract to read and understand what the contract says. Your lawyer can help with the process in several ways. It's surprisingly common for language to appear in contracts that does not comply with the law. In those cases, Your lawyer might alert you to the fact that you can sign the agreement as worded, but that certain provisions might not be enforceable. Insurance contracts are notorious for this kind of thing. The base insurance policy says one thing, then is contradicted by a list of riders that are attached to the policy. I've seen documents exclude a coverage, then give it back in another place, and then take it away again somewhere else. As real estate investors, we need to develop a certain level of expertise in reading and understanding contracts. That doesn't mean we're doing the lawyer's job or even allowing the lawyer to do a partial job. It means we're taking responsibility for what we're negotiating and signing. Purchase contracts have the same type of thing happening. You might be signing a form that's been issued by your local real estate board, but the terms are modified by the schedules and attachments that modify the original agreement. Reading and understanding the contracts is incredibly detailed and painstaking work. 
We recently completed a building design where the specification document alone that clarifies the architectural drawings is 650 pages. Attention to detail might not be your thing. It might not be your strong suit, but there had better be someone in your organization whose job it is to pay attention to the details and make sure they reflect what you want the contract to say, not just the legal risks. Your lawyer often won't look much past the legal aspects. So put on a big pot of coffee, get a comfy chair, and prepare to dig into the details. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.